I've seen so much being made about that particular quote and how great and epic and mic drop worthy it was. If we really break that sentence down, like I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not here to like burst anybody's bubble or bur- burst Max's bubble or anything. I feel some grammar police coming it out. It doesn't, no, it doesn't make any sense. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here are your hosts, Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 73. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes, Nate what you got for us today? Hello, friend. Hello. Friend. How you doing, bud? Doing Good. all right, man. Cool. What is uh, what is one of your baseball pet peeves? Oh, put me on the spot right out of the gate. Yeah, man. I was oh. watching a game before we hopped on, and I, I I found mine that I think very much bothers me as a player and as a fan. Well, share yours. I'm curious to hear what you want me to go is. first. It pisses me off when like you get um, like if you're getting picked off or like an attempted pickoff, and like the first baseman just holds the tag on you while you're laying there. That really bothers me. I can see. Get that. off. Leave me alone. It's funny you mention that. Something that really bugs me is when, I mean you more so see it at the professional level but when people boo like consecutive pickoffs i'm like yeah this yeah, is strategy yeah. like it's part of the game i i don't yeah. we're just booing just to say we're booing i there's absolutely no reason we're doing this other than the fact that they're wearing gray uniforms right now yeah i will say after like the fourth consecutive pickoff yeah i was gonna ask you what's your, I'm gonna what's, yell. Your, what's your number four Four is my number. I'm going to yell. Three in a row, I'm like, all right, there's no way he's going four. If he goes four, I'm going to yell at the TV. That's fair. Is that fair? I might even... Uh, yeah. No, I, I'm <laughs> I'm really stuck on this. I think four would be the final straw for me. If he goes five, I'm like, all right, you need to pack up, <laughs> you need to pack up your things and leave. What is your baseball pet peeve? I, I mean, that's one of them. I've got a lot. I just can't think of any right now. But you mentioned the pickoffs, and that's yeah, that's kind of where mine piggybacking. Was at. I don't want you to piggyback. I'm allowed to do that, considering you put so. me on the spot after I asked you what you had for us today, and you made me go first. <laughs> Whatever. You're welcome. Do you have baseball history? The history of baseball. I don't like being put on the spot. That's my job. June 11th, June 1-1, 1989. Dwight Evans plays in his 2,293rd game wearing a Red Sox uniform, surpassing Ted Williams' total to become second on the all-time list for games played with the team. Yaz holds the franchise mark playing in 3,308 contests before he retired in 1983. I don't know if that's still the order, but I bet most people couldn't have named Dwight Evans to be in the top three. Not many people outside the Red Sox organization or fan base. 1990, at the age of 43, Ranger, some guy named Nolan Ryan, no-hits the A's 5-0, become the oldest player to throw a no-hitter, extending his major league record to six. Yeah, I don't know. I think he ended up with 11, right? I mean, 7. I don't know why I said 11. 7. Um, right? Is that right? 7. No hitters? Yeah. Uh, the Ryan Express becomes the first player to throw one in three different decades and to accomplish the feat for three different teams. Stud. Go. Um, definitely out of order here because I'm going all the way back to 1985. <laughs> well done uh, good to mix that in Vaughn Hayes becomes the first player to hit two home runs in the first inning of a game 
the outfielder's leadoff homer and grand slam in the Phillies' nine-run first frame. Con- what? This is horribly written. Contributes to a 26-7 to Philadelphia Phillies win. Nine-run nine run first frame. Dude, how about Carolina and Auburn? Just big, taking a big 13. Are you kidding me? I watched that. It was brutal. It was horrible. 13 runs? That's <laughs> got to be some sort of record. So bad. Unbelievable. I was watching that at work, and as you'd imagine, just an office full of Duke employees <laughs> were just over the moon about what was happening. But I was like, poor guys. Like, 13 <laughs> runs in the first inning and a win or go home game. Are you kidding me? At home. At home. Unbelievable. Yeah. Just, no bueno. Just brutal. Lastly, your favorite, 2009. Umpire Don Briggs throws the entire crowd, approximately 100 fans in attendance at Winifield Mount Union High School for a contest against the West Burlington, whatever, uh, out of the game. Throws 100 people out of the game following his controversial call in the fifth inning. The incident occurs when the home team coach refuses to remove any of the unruly local fans. So the 10-year veteran scholastic arbitrator, in parentheses, that's umpire, decides to take action himself, borrowing a cell phone to call the police to help with the ejections. What a weenie. My question is: Is whose phone is he borrowing? <laughs> like, truth. If surely we, like, it can't be one. Up. Yeah, it can't be one of the home fans. To be like, hey, do you mind if I borrow your phone so I can call the police to have you all escorted from this from this uh, park? Also, it's two thousand nine. Why didn't he have his own phone? Unbelievable! He just said, "We'll see it to like what a hundred plus." That's insane. Not a good look. That'd be nice, actually. I'd be kind of down for... <laughs> That'd be sweet. He must have to, plans to or something. That. Everyone get out. <laughs> like, things just must have not been going his way. Because, like, how do you reach the point as an umpire where you're just like, I'm not doing this anymore today. I'm going, I'm gonna need, I'm I'm going gonna to need home. some really slanderous things said to me before I lose it on all the fans. What, if you were in his situation, what would be the thing that would push you over the edge? Like, what would be the one thing where you're just like, no, I'm packing this show up and I'm going home? <laughs> uh, anything about my mom, I'd probably, I'd probably. You would uh, eject the entire, <laughs> the entire <laughs> fan base there watching the game. Yeah. <laughs> if they bring up, if they bring up Mama Reyes, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to throw some bows. That has to be quite the collective effort to have a hundred <laughs> plus people talking about your mom. I don't know, man. I'm thinking of a guy like stripped down naked and came like running out and stood in front of home plate and started like gyrating. I'd probably have to be like, all right. I think if stuff was truthfully, I think if stuff was being thrown at me, I'd walk out. Well, there's a difference between walking out and ejecting the entire crowd. Well, obviously. He had to, you know, he did deal with some stuff before he tossed everybody. Yeah, so I mean, you got, you got to figure out, like, the rulings is. of, like, the outcome and all that. Yeah, and it's also high school in the middle of Iowa. What are we doing? Wild. Well, just a wild yeah. situation. That's it. Baseball history, June oh, yeah. 11th. June 11th. Well, moving right along here, let's uh, talk about something a little more on the somber side of things. Uh, Obviously, uh, I'm sure majority, if not all, have heard about the situation with David Ortiz. Uh, Definitely definitely a sad situation, I know, as a diehard Sox fan. It definitely hit me a little harder than most because, I mean... This guy is just he's he's bigger than baseball. Like he's a he's not just a Boston icon, he's like a baseball, he's a sports icon. 
I would like, I've even heard people throw around the terminology of like an American icon and he's not even, he's like from the Dominican Republic, as we all know at this point. And it's like, you gotta be some, some type of figure to have titles like that bestowed upon you. Yeah. Just, I mean, just beloved by everyone. And one of those guys that like, like you said, um, you know, as a kid, like he, he drove me nuts um hitting all those clutch home runs all the time and it was like drove me insane but as a person um he's done a ridiculous amount of things that have been so positive and um you know that when he when he was speaking after the boston marathon bombings um you know saying this is our effing city and you know watching the crowd lose it and you know just being um at the same time, very lovable. Um, now he's, you know, he was working for uh, Fox Sports and doing stuff next to A-Rod. And, you know, he's constantly giving A-Rod, you know, noise and and doing bets with him. And so he's just an extremely likable person. And you can only assume that, you know, he's always doing stuff to help communities, um, whether that's, you know, in America or in the DR. So it's... Um, it's freaking ridiculous, man. It's it's awful. Yeah, and for those which, like I said, at this point, I don't know how you wouldn't have heard about it, but for those who may have missed the news, uh, Dave Ortiz, Big Poppy, uh, getting shot in the, I guess it was the lower abdomen, like the lower back. Um, I, and I'm assuming, I, I don't know the details, but I'm guessing he was at some, some dinner or some... Uh, a little get together on Sunday night. Um, and what initially was uh, suspected to be a, a robbery of, of sorts turned out to be, it was very, very clearly uh, seen in the surveillance video that it was not an attempt robbery. Rather, it was an attempt on his life because Nate, I don't know if you saw the video, but yeah, the dude just comes up essentially point blank and just, Take, well, tries to take him out and I guess he just missed low uh, and got him, in, like I said, got him in the lower back. Apparently, uh, I saw a report today that, that came out and said that that he had been warned that his life was in danger while he was down there, which these are the kinds of things that come out hours, days after the fact. Uh, so I'm curious to see if there's any more developments in that, but just to just a while, like the craziest thing to me is like, if you're living in that country, how do you, uh, I'm, I'm assuming as much as I hate to say, I'm, I'm assuming that there was some sort of mix up with some drug ring or something, not to say that he was necessarily directly involved, but maybe people that he's close with got caught up in some, some shady business. Uh, I even heard Hanley's name being thrown around. We we know that he's been uh, kind of associated with some of those things, unfortunately. Um, but it's just like with all those things that you listed off, with all he's done with with his foundation, and uh, and like you said, with the the marathon bombing and everything he's done in the DR, it's like why this dude is like the father of the Dominican Republic, essentially. Yeah, that's like great, that's a great description. For and sure. It's like you're gonna go after one of the, your country's biggest icons, and the fact that he—I don't know if you saw this video either—but the guy apparently that pulled the trigger got caught up by some people after the fact, and they were just kicking his brains in. And I know I said, I know I said Sunday night, uh, I was kind of sharing some raw emotions immediately after I heard about the news. Uh, and I saw the video of that guy getting his brains kicked in. I was like, I'm not the type of person to wish harm upon people, but I wasn't exactly feeling bad for the guy when I saw what they were doing to him because I'm like, what we're seeing here is a little homemade justice. You've mm-hmm. got you've got people that recognize the significance that Dave Ortiz has, uh, not just in the country, but I would almost argue worldwide, just as a sports icon, and. They uh, they took it upon themselves to to handle it uh, on their own time, and I know uh, I, I heard that the guy is now in police custody. But 
I'm sure he won't be spending much time uh, in the DR after this because he won't make it out. So what I've heard, um, I got a little different perspective actually tonight, like a couple hours before we hopped on. One of my instructors um, is from the Dominican, and he played um, – I'm not going to say his name because I didn't really ask him if he wanted any of this to be attached to him. But um, – like he 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 was um, signed the same day that Miguel Tejada got signed with the A's back in the day, um, and so he I think he was traded and he was in the Brewers organization for a little bit, but he's played overseas. He's played in the DR. He's played in Japan. He's played in Mexico, um, and he's and he, I think he helps coach a winter league down in the DR every year. So like he's still very you know connected with the community. Um, you know, English is definitely his second language. Um, and so, you know, I just, I wanted to, you know, talk to him about it, knowing that he's still talking to people, you know, back home for him. And so he knows a little bit more than I think some people would. And so um, this is a little wild, but he was telling me that basically back in the day before David Ortiz was married, um, he had a girl, I think it was either his ex-girlfriend, ex-wife or whatever. And I don't know what had happened, but new husband and new boyfriend, whatever he is, got a little pissed off and jealous. And the rumor is that he hired someone to gun down Big Poppy. Such a coward move. Like, not to say that that's, that's uh, 100% official, but... Yeah. I, I wouldn't put it past somebody to pull something like that. It's just it's such a coward move. I mean, I, I, I feel like it has to be something fishy like that. Like you said, it has to be something that we're probably never going to get the full story on. Um, because like, like you said, he's the father of that country. And I would, I mean, I think anyone can agree that baseball is probably one of the most important things to that country. And for him to be one of the most successful players to come out of there and the fact that he's, you know, like you said, he's got his foundations that's giving back. He's going back and forth. He's still very much tied to the DR. I can't see why it would be any type of angry fan or anything like that. I think this was, like you said, something behind the curtains that we'll probably never find out the full story of. Yeah, I d aside from all the negative uh, aspects of this whole story, it has been super cool to just see uh, what he's meant to the baseball community specifically. As I, as I mentioned, obviously it expands beyond that for him. But uh, it's just been cool seeing all these uh, these sports figures. Even I mean, we've got some political figures reaching out, sharing their yeah. sharing their thoughts and condolences. Uh, but I mean, this this was a close call, and I mean, this, this is one of those wake up calls. Like, I know specifically in the baseball community, like when Jose when the Jose Fernandez stuff went down, it's like, yeah, it's we it's hard to explain. You, it, like, I I know I've mentioned before uh, that I just feel like baseball players collectively make up this this big fraternity. Yeah, and it's like, I feel like stuff like this hits a little closer to home, even though we have almost zero connection to a guy like David Ortiz or Jose Fernandez. It's like, we've never talked to these people. We've never met them uh, yeah. in any context or situation, but it's, it's just weird because it's like they, they did the same thing we did growing up and pretty much did for all of our, all of our lives. And now they're encountering close calls like this. When you, I'm sure a lot of people just thought David Ortiz was, was invincible. And it's just, it's tough to see, him have to go go through something like this because it's like you never would have thought in a million years you'd be reading the headlines that you're you've been reading the past 24 hours it's just it's crazy but it's it's one of those things that that really serves as kind of a wake-up call where it's like man this is this is some some real business we're dealing with here and i think i mean the biggest thing is that you forget um you forget where these players come from um baseball is so it's such a melting pot and, and you forget some of the upbringings that these players had and some of the, you know, unfortunate events that they had to fight through to get to where they are now. Um, 
And you got to remember that their home countries are, are unfortunately still like this sometimes. Um, you have Venezuelan players that can't even go home right now because of what's going down there. And, you know, it's, it's, um, it's sad. It's a part of our world. It's a part of our reality. Um, but like you said, I think this wake up call is going to do a lot of, a lot of things that somehow baseball, somehow David Ortiz, somehow any Dominican player can help with this situation. Um, I mean, I, like it was actually, it was kind of sad talking to my instructor tonight and he's like, it, the DR is such a beautiful country and like that. I don't want this to leave a bad taste in anyone's mouth. It hasn't been there. He's like, it, it's such an amazing country and the culture is so, so wonderful. And it's, it's horrible for something like this to happen. And I get it. I mean, horrible stuff happens in America too. And we're having to, we're having to, you know, defend, you know, our patriotism as well. Um, but it's sad when, when stuff like this happens and it's, it's never okay. Like you said, with the, with the, you know, baseball community showing its love, I think it's really cool. I can't wait for that dude to get out of the hospital and walk into Fenway and see the emotion of, you know, the entire baseball country, entire baseball world, you know, celebrating that guy. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. I've I've been monitoring the situation pretty closely on social media, and I'm I'm seeing a lot of people pushing for him. Understandably so. I I think it's a little unfair to kind of expect this or ask this of him. But there's a lot of people uh, wanting him to show up for Game Seven of the Stanley Cup. Uh, essentially, Whoa. essentially yeah, roll no, him out in a wheelchair on Wednesday. Uh, if if he were to get out of there. And I mean, I, I understand the sentiment behind it, like what that would mean for the city, what that would mean for really sports fan and sports fans in general who are aware of yeah. like his significance. They'd be like, wow, that's incredible. It'd be a super uh, moving moment. I'm sure it would uh, like you, you probably there's nothing you could find uh, within the next 24, 36 hours uh, that would rally a fan base more than that would. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I mean, who, who's to say they might come out relatively soon within the next day or so and say, you know what, he's coming out. So it's at this point, we're just, we're speculating, but I personally think uh, as we record here on Monday night, I think looking at kind of what we're dealing with, dealing with uh, right now, I think it's a little too soon. Uh, the idea is, is great. Uh, for sure, but I think it's a little too soon. I did hear that he uh, successfully was accepted into General Mass up there in Boston, which was super cool. The Sox sent a plane down there. Uh, scoop, yeah, scoop, love that, first of all. Yeah, awesome move. Scooped him up, brought him back. Uh, and now he's in one of the best hospitals in the world. So I, I think he's in good hands. And as we all know, his... Uh, his spirit is stronger than most, and I think, assuming the condition that they say he's in right now is is accurate, I think he'll be just fine. So, like you said, it'll be it'll be cool to see him come back. Uh, specific, like if he comes back for hockey, that's one thing. But when he finally steps back on the baseball field, uh, that'll be definitely worth tuning into. Uh, yeah. Did you by chance catch that? Um that video on MLB network of, of, uh, the, the little kid that was, I did yeah. fighting, fighting through some, some, uh, yeah. Maverick some stuff of his own. Holy crap, man. That was awesome. Yeah. Very cool. It's just another that example was... of what, I mean, the dude is one. Yeah, of, I, don't, I, I, that's, this is what I'm talking about. Don't talk to me where it's like, it's just a game. It's just baseball. Like the, the fandom and what it does specifically for kids is something that we always have to remember, dude. Like going back when we were kids and you're trying to do a stance during wiffle ball or, you know, like whatever you're choosing him when you're playing PlayStation and home run derby. Like it's just, it's, it's ingrained in you at a young age. And when, when, uh, when kids experience something like that, it's, it's, it can't help but be emotional. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, 
Well, moving on here to our next topic, you mentioned you mentioned being emotional. Uh, we've had quite a quite a number of encounters recently. It seems like of yeah, we've had some sensitivity. A, a little bit of emotion, a little bit of sensitivity. I'd I'd say that's a pretty accurate word if you're describing a certain San San Francisco pitcher. <laughs> uh, but let's start there. Let's start with the Max Muncy, Madison Bumgarner situation. What are, what is, what is your initial thoughts here on this? Um, so do you have the quote? Yeah. So Muncy M- essentially took Bumgarner deep into the McCovey Cove. Way it, deep. It, <laughs> I'm sure, it, I'm pretty sure it like circled the globe once or twice before <laughs> it landed. Uh, but yeah, the quote, the quote from Muncie, uh, he said, they asked him kind of what Madison said. And he said, Madison said, don't watch the ball, just run. And then I just responded back. If you don't want me to watch the ball, you can go get it out of the ocean. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's pause. <laughs> let's, let's pause right there. I've seen so much being made about that particular quote and how great and epic and mic drop worthy it was. If we really break that sentence down, like I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not here to like burst anybody's bubble or burst Max's bubble or anything. I feel some grammar police. It doesn't No, It doesn't make any sense. If you don't want me to watch the ball, you can go get it out of the ocean. That, Am I am I struggling to understand that sentence? Like, okay, so say he goes and gets the ball out of the ocean. What what next? What do you do? What happens? You're taking this too literal. You're taking it too far. No, I'm not. Nate, I'm not taking this too far. <laughs> explain to me. Explain to me what that sentence means. I don't know. I don't care, but I like it. No, like we're it. not moving on until you explain to me what that sentence means. At least give me it, give me a I'm rough idea. I don't know what it means, but I do know that he basically said, go get the ball that I hit to the moon that you left just on a platter for me. So I'm cool with that. Um, yeah, you, he definitely could have said it differently, but like, that's also what he was saying when he was jogging around the bases, egging him on. I, I do know that I like Max Muncy a little bit more because, like, I haven't even, like, I haven't heard that guy say anything since he's been in the bigs. Like, I haven't heard that guy talk at all. And now he's just uh, talking a little noise. The thing is, here's what, like, the bat flip wasn't even that bad. And I didn't think he was, like, admiring it that much. I thought it was okay. I thought it was, I think... It was within the grace period of pimp jobs. Sorry. The, I I just had to look up that story that I, I referenced a while back about Ted Williams. Now this, you want to talk about quotes that make sense. This oh is a mic drop quote. So as I said, I've mentioned this on an episode prior, uh, but it was, it was when a rookie – uh, pitching against Ted Williams, I guess it struck him out. Uh, the details of the story are uh, a little foggy here. I'm, I don't want to spend too much time looking at it, but I, I'm be- I believe the rookie uh, struck Ted Williams out, went to find him after the game in the locker room and asked him to sign the ball because, I mean, you're a rookie. You strike out the greatest hitter that ever lived. Of course you want him to oh, sign boy. it. And apparently Ted Williams like chuckled, uh, and I think he signed it. Uh, but then I guess... The next time he faced him, he took him like 600 feet. And apparently as Ted Williams rounded first base, he yelled at the pitcher and said, I'll sign that one too if you can find it. Now that (laughs) sentence makes sense. That makes sense. Drop the mic, round the bases, touch home plate. That's so dope. And go into the dugout. Max Muncy over here is like, we're just throwing words together and hoping that (laughs) <laughs> they make it on TMZ. Like, what's going okay, on here? Okay. I don't understand. Let's let's fix his quote. Let's do this. Let's say, are we gonna have a quote workshop here? If you don't want me to look at it, don't let me hit it into the ocean. How about that? Is that better? 
Yes, which is essentially the whole like theme of all these hitters and bat flips and everything. It's like if you don't want me to stare at it or if you don't want me to bat flip, then don't let me hit a home run. Which by the yeah. way, let's before we continue, let's stop right there. That's the stupid that's another stupid quote because it's like are we are we really expecting all pitchers from now on to not give up any home runs? Like, are there just not <laughs> going to be any home runs in baseball? No, home runs are in, are inevitable. That doesn't like, uh, I don't know. It it frustrates me too much, and I'm going to start saying things that don't make sense. All I'm saying is a lot of these these quotes and these these angles that uh, these quote let the kids play people are are taken a lot of them just don't make sense. Like I'm all for like playing loose and everything and letting the, letting these dudes express themselves and having fun. I'm all for it. But like, let's yeah. just not start talking about oceans and home runs. I, and what are we doing? Here's the thing. I think mad bums a little uptight overall. I think he's always been a little uptight. Didn't he have some stuff with Puig like a couple years ago? Yeah, but everybody's got something with Puig. That's fair. It's just he's, he's not a me. Tight. Not me. I have never ever disliked Yasiel. Yeah, whatever. That guy sucks. Um, no, Mad Bum's just a little uptight, and he's on a, a really like hard to watch team. There's trade rumors going all over the place. Um, well, let me ask you this. And he's just giving up tacos. Let me ask you this. We're talking quotes. I don't know if you saw this one from him, from uh, Bumgarner. But they asked him his thoughts on the whole Muncie situation, and he said, uh, more so in response to the kind of the chirping aspect of it, uh, and they said, they want to let everybody be themselves. Let me be myself. That's me, you know. I'm just as soon fight than walk or whatever. You just do your thing. I'll do mine. Everybody is different. I can't speak for everybody else, but that's just how I want to play, and that's how I'm going to. So... I get it. Like, I agree with you. I think he may be a little too uptight. And I also think that there's this unfortunate shift in pitchers being a little too proactive with the uh, urging runners along down the first base line when they don't, when they see something they don't like. But I think, I think he makes a good point here where it's like, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm entitled to show emotion when I get upset and like I I do something that ha- like or when I do something that re- uh, warrants a response. It's like we want these guys to show emotion when they celebrate. Like let me let me show emotion when I get a little pissed off. I'm cool with that. I just I think it's the words. I think I you can't say anything. You know what I mean? I think when it comes down to it, because I I do agree that like we're we're very one-sided with hitters right now. Hitters go yaya and they can do whatever they want and it's let the kids play. Pitchers go yaya and or uh, pitchers strike somebody out and they you know freak out and they uh, as they're coming off the mound, then it's it's a little much. You know what I mean? We're definitely on the bias of hitters as far as a generalization of baseball fans go. Um. I think it's the words that bother me. Also, I think if you give up a ding dong, you just got to put your head down. I'm cool with you retaliating after you strike him out the next day, be or whatever. But I don't know. I think it's I think it's the words. And you're right about them walking him down the line. Like, dude, just put your head down. You just gave one up. And the truth is, is that like, a home runs a home run. Whether it was you know to the front row or whether it was 30 rows back, whether it was halfway out in the Pacific, like whatever. Yeah. I mean, I guess the thing with me is like, we should just be letting these dudes respond however they want to. But I think, and I might be talking myself in circles here. I'm trying to make sense of all of these, uh, examples of this happening this season. But to me, you should be able to respond however you want to. But just be aware that, especially especially in this example with, with Madison Bumgarner, and he's like chirping at him as he's running down the line, essentially being like, come on, dude, get down the line. Don't be looking at it. 
just yeah. know that when when that goes uh, viral, when people start talking about it, one of the first words that's going to come to people's mind is petty. Like you just, it just looks sad and yeah, almost and, and almost pathetic. I would even go as far as saying where it's like you just gave up a home run, which you obviously tried not to do as a pitcher. Yeah. But then when the when the hitter does whatever he's going to do under this whole let the kids play mantra, then it's like you're sitting there chirping at him, and it just makes you look like a grumpy old man. Yeah, he's definitely not a kid. So, so I think the the issue here is that, like, sure, if, if that's how you're going to play, then be which I don't think he necessarily has a problem with all the kickback he's been getting because he seems like people are saying he has thin skin. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I mean, Madison Bumgarner just seems like he's just old school. He's old school. He's one of those lockdown dudes. We saw a, a handful of years back where yeah. the dude was just a horse. We know he can, he can carry the weight. He's proven himself. I just think he's getting to the point where he's, he's sensing the shift of where the game is going and he's just, I think his old school mentality is kind of holding him back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but with that said, on the flip side, I think he has to be willing to accept, accept that kickback that he's going to get about being petty and everything, because I'm not going to lie. This specific example was not a good look for him. No. Uh, granted, neither side really looked that great. Like Muncie's quote was just a bunch of gibberish. Bumgarner seemed a little petty, as I said. It just wasn't a good look altogether, but yeah, I don't know. A couple things. I like drama. I like baseball drama. I don't like normal drama. I like baseball drama, so I'm, I'm all right with all of this. Here's the thing about baseball. The whole benches clearing stuff happens way too quickly. Like, Bumgarner got a half a sentence out and all of a sudden the catcher's already in between them. I don't think you're going to say as much if your team isn't immediately there to, you know, get in between you and that other player. Well, it's funny you mentioned that I did. Let them, let them be a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I'll give, I'll give max credit. I, I watched the video from a, from a few different angles and it appears as though he, I mean, he wasn't hesitating with his kind of his his clap back when he was like, "All right, bring it on! Like, do what you're gonna do, say what you're gonna say." Because I don't yeah. think he I don't think he realized right away that the umpire was right behind him. Maybe he did. I don't know. Uh, but it looked like he was he was ready to go one on one there. It didn't look like he was anticipating anybody being out there right away. And so yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give him credit because I mean, Bumgarner is an old school dude. I'm sure he can. I'm sure he can throw hands a little bit. That's what I'm saying. I just I want that overall in baseball. And I know that's going to be our next topic of kind of something else that bench is cleared, but I want I want just a little bit of time. Let some words be get out of the way. Umpire move. Get out of the way. Get out of there. Let's incorporate a little hockey into baseball, huh? Yeah, how exactly. about how about it? I'm not saying I need, you know, freaking throw down MMA style like punches to the jugular stuff. I, just I mean, want, I'd be okay with that. I want just enough time for these dudes to not run their mouth as much, knowing that their first baseman is feet away. You know what I mean? If you you're not going to run your mouth, knowing your whole squad is is on its way, knowing your whole bullpen's on its way. If no one's on their way, you're not going to say the same amount of stuff. And yeah, no one on their way. Yeah, and speaking of that, let's talk SeatGeek. It's the answer to all your ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concert shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. The next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly. Off your first purchase as a first-time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that. Go to our cash. Enter promo code DTD at checkout. I heard you run out of saliva there halfway through. Dude, I 
I've been telling you, <laughs> ever since we've been doing this ad read, I swear it gets longer every episode. Mine is twice as long. You have an ad read in this in this show? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not doing it now. I think you should. Do I? Do I do it now? Yeah, because I want to talk. I want to talk bench clearing. I think mine's longer because it's sexy in the beginning. Oh, it's longer, Nate. Oh, it's longer. <laughs> There's nothing better than a long. Hard, all natural shaft of wood with, with a, a clean, clean knob that you can grab you can to use at your, your leisure. leisure. And thanks to Zinger Bats, you now have a variety of options to choose from. I'm, not, I'm like in the Wild West now. I like yeah, that. Well, <laughs> we're going from like sexual predator to Whoa, John, sexual predator, sexual predator to John Wayne. What's Whatever. what's going on? Indiana Jones next. What just creating custom bats? Read for the, the ad. Since 1998 Zinger Bats is setting the new standard in professional that's, baseball bat production. That's not what Indiana Jones sounds like. Oh no, I, I didn't hear you say Indiana Jones. Who's why? Well, who were you trying to be? What was, what was, I was that? Being, I was being opposite of sexy. Is that like if Pac-Man became a person or something? I don't know what that was. Hmm. You bring an intriguing idea. Does he have like limbs? Yeah, he's got limbs. Or is he just still a circle? Hmm. You asked some strange questions. Read the ad. From their X-71 Pro Maple to their Batgun case, you'll have all you need to light it up on the field this season. Best of all, Zinger Bats Company is now the presenting sponsor of us, the three O-Take, and they want us to show you, our listeners, some love. The next time you visit ZingerBats.com and stock up on some lumber, use promo code DTD to save 10% off your order. Again, Use our promo code DTD to save 10% off your Zinger Bats order for that big league feel off the barrel. Look no further than Zinger. All right, moving right along here. You mentioned exhausted benches clearing. Josh Donaldson and Joe Musgrove of the Pittsburgh Pirates didn't throw hands. So I don't even know why we're talking about this. I don't like five people got It's uneventful. It's just another one of these freaking almost what could have been brawls. Yeah, same. Yeah, not even a brawl. Can we just talk about how stupid this whole situation was from the from the start? Like, can we talk about how many people Josh Donaldson pisses off? Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. This is. Maybe, I mean, I don't think I'm in the minority here, but I think this is 1,000% on Josh Donaldson. Yeah. Like, what are Trillion. what are you doing, Josh Donaldson? You're batting, like, 100 right now in your last 10 games. Actually, I got the numbers here for you, Nate. You want to hear it? Last 10 games, he's batting 105. He's got an OBP of 209 and a slugging percentage of a whopping... 237. Oh. And it's like, okay, he, he gets clipped up at the plate by, by Musgrove and presumably gives a look of like, oh, this sucks. Like, I wanted to take a couple hacks. I don't want to have to take my base. Gives him a look. And then naturally, what most people would do, like, if you get, if you get looked at, you're going to look back at him. And then Donaldson, like, throws his hands up, like, what are you looking at me for? And then they start going at it. Yeah. How is this Joe? How is this on Joe? I'm always on. I'm always in the camp that Donaldson's a douche. He's always been a douche. Um, he's just he's he's annoying and like, but you're not tough taking off like the largest elbow pad ever made <laughs> while you're walking down the line. You're not. You're not tough. You barely got nicked. You hover over the plate as a hitter anyway. Um, just stop, dude. Just stop. Like, you're not... None of this was intentional. Like you said, his stats suck. You haven't you haven't hit at all in the last week and a half. 
no one's hitting you because they're pissed off at you or scared to throw over the plate. Like you're going to get yourself out because you suck right now. And your hair sucks. Oh, that's pretty funny. I don't, you mentioned you saw it live. Did you see how he threw Diaz to the side, like a rag doll? Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Like his kids, Joe's catcher comes up to the, to defend him a little bit and step in between them and, Josh that was, was some like, country strength right there. He was like, yeah, excuse me. I got to talk to your pitcher. Yeah. And he's, then he's definitely a little bit of a redneck. And then our guy, Josh Bell comes up out of nowhere. He's up next after Diaz trying to step in the middle. Sir, get out of there. Yeah. You're trying to earn your first, uh, all-star game nod. Big facts. Get out of there. You don't need to yeah. be in the middle of this scrum of bums. Like you, you, you don't need this. He's gigantic too. Like you're you're above all this, Josh. You are you are just playing out of your mind this season. We don't need you getting involved. We don't need you getting tossed. We don't need you missing ABs. Just, just soft, just bro. Get out this, of there. This is stupid. And you know what's funny is that like I like when the cameras show after the whole both benches are out and they show like two or three guys holding the perpetrators out. And you can just see them like trying to look through the crowd of freaking 60 people to try to see the other player that they're mad at. Dude, you're not seeing anybody. There's a freaking fiesta going on in the middle of the field and you're on the other end. You cannot look through that and see your, your dude that you're pissed off at. Not to mention, it's like, okay, you say you do lock eyes. It's like, what are you going to say? What are you going to yeah. do? What are you going to shove through 45 people? You're like, come on, man. Come on. It's a. It's like comparable this, to like WWE. It's like becoming true, so fake to the point where it's like it's it's, it's just stopped. such like fake conflict. This is why people like fans that aren't baseball or sports fans that aren't baseball fans are like, oh my god, there's another another quote unquote brawl in baseball. It never happens. It's so rare now. And even when it does happen nowadays, it's like it's super lame. Remember the Bryce Harper one? Who was he charging the mound on? And he like tried to throw his helmet oh, went, Hunter, like, directly, <laughs> directly to the right. Yeah, what was he tried to that? throw? It's like, God, man, you guys suck at this. This is these are not good. If I'm, we haven't fi- had a good one since Odor. Speaking of that, if I'm Philly, that's all the video evidence I need that maybe this isn't the guy we should sign. Yeah, I don't need this. What What are we doing? Yeah. Uh embarrassing quite embarrassing but Donaldson, shut your mouth try to get some tea work in in the next week or so wow now you just sound like a hater <laughs> i am a hater i don't like that guy there's probably dozens of people right now screaming into their headphones that maybe <laughs> maybe you should try hitting 100 in the major leagues all right that's fair that's cool. At least I don't have a mullet. Real talk. If you were in the majors, right? Say you just call got called up. Yeah. With your skill set right now, not having like worked out extensively yeah. recently, what would you hit over the course of the next two weeks? Two weeks. Hmm. I feel like I could hit two hundred. You are full of garbage. I feel like I could hit 200. You could not hit 200. I think I could. Do you realize pitching is at essentially the highest peak it's ever been at? I think I could hit 200. You are digging yourself one mighty grave. <laughs> Nate, your takes already get ridiculed. <laughs> and now you're saying you can hit 200 over the next two weeks. I should yeah. have never asked that question. Is one fifty a little better? Well, I mean, you've got a former MVP hitting one hundred and five right now. So, I mean, if you're telling me you could hit a buck fifty higher than that, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I would hit. Honestly, I have no idea. I do know that. I mean, it's like. You just got to gear up and hope you get a fastball. Just grip it and rip it. But the uh, only reason I'm staying 200 is because I know I'd, I would walk a lot. 
I don't buy it. Uh, it's a tiny zone. Major League zones are so small. So wrapping it up here, what's your take on both of them getting ejected? Weak. This is all weak. There's no point in this. What inning was it? What like there was nothing going on. Who's Joe Musgrove? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why did this happen? This is, this is nothing. <laughs> I don't understand. It's nothing. Well, it was substantial enough for us to talk about it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just there's got to be a, a freaking balance. I hope we find it within the next couple of years between let the kids play and stop being so damn sensitive. Speaking of which, I know I tweeted it out recently. I'm convinced there's some, and I, I think I've even said it on here before, there's got to be some conspiracy going on with Major League Baseball and these players because, like, I understand that that's kind of the narrative that they're pushing this year, the whole let the kids play thing. I get it. Like, they even made, like, the promo videos for the preseason but you cannot convince me that that just automatically equates to the amount of like chirping and and scuffling that's been going on this season. It's just so like it just seems so forced to me. Like it doesn't seem natural. It's I I, I I'm not even joking. It honestly seems to me like you've got rep uh, representatives from Major League Baseball like meeting with these guys in the clubhouse before games, being like, "All right, I want you to run your mouth after you hit a home run." I want you to give the guy a wrong look. It's like, and then they, yeah. they go out and do it, and then the guys respond the way exactly the way that they want them to, the way the league wants them to, just so we can bring more attention to the game and be like, oh, look, they're playing. They'll just let the kids play. I'm convinced that like these guys are getting bonuses slid to them underneath the table for, for following the instructions of these higher-ups in Major League Baseball. It's just... That there's something fishy going on, and I don't know what it is, and we'll never know what 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 it actually is. But I don't know. You just can't convince me that this is simply the players responding to the new narrative. Like it's there. There's too much unnat. There's too many unnatural events taking place. Yeah, I'm still very uncertain as to where MLB lies. Yeah, I don't know what side you're on. I don't know. You hit you. you there's a gray area that you sit in most of the time. Like. You know MLB's loving this. Social media accounts going crazy. I mean, just so much going on, so much talk. You know what I'm saying? There's still definitely a conspiracy behind the balls. Because just, I'm watching like front, ass out, front foot, off the end of the bat, swings going 380. I don't understand what's going on with uh, certain things in baseball. We're definitely in a transition period. Stuff like this is getting old, though. And I don't understand, you know, if there's a suspension from anyone, it's going to be a joke. You know what I compare this to? You remember, I guess, what was it, like last year, maybe the year before that, when Conor McGregor, like, made his way into the bowels of that stadium or arena or whatever and started throwing divider railings at that bus. Yeah. Like, you know, UFC is just eating that up. Yeah. They love it. But then they, they slap the whole like, Oh, we're going to look into this. This is unprofessional. We're going to suspend Conor McGregor. We're going to, we're going to suspend him from, from, contests or whatever what like yeah you're not fooling anybody we know exactly what you're doing yeah you like it you love it you love the attention but you're gonna you're gonna slap him on the wrist be like oh he's not allowed to fight anyone yada 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 that's exactly what major league baseball is doing that's why they need to just pick a side and go with it yeah all i hope for is retaliation tomorrow i want i want josh donaldson to wear one right in his rib cage yeah, and then we can create like the 954th rivalry this season between two teams <laughs> that have nothing in common. <laughs> nothing to do with each other. I, th- maybe that's part of the conspiracy. Maybe Major League Baseball is just trying to create 20. They're trying to take a team and create 29 other rivalries in the league. So that way everybody hates everybody all the time. And then it just turns into UFC. Truth. Let's do some. Let's do some deems. Get the hell out of here. What a joke! 
All right, pal. You got this one. You're taking this one all the way. Craig asks, if the characters of The Office were current MLB players, who would be who? It pains me to say, Nate, you and I both kind of collaborated on this. But I think I think, forever. I think I took the lead on this one. I'm gonna say Jim, and this might come to uh, come as a surprise to a lot of people. I'm gonna say Jim is Mannequin Machado. He's got that just like so cool many suave. <laughs> He's got that cool suave look to him. Doesn't care about his job. <laughs> always stirring up controversy. Like always causing problems. Like. Name me a better fit for Jim. I can't. I'll wait. Yeah, you can't. Uh, Angela, I've got Marcus Stroman. Uh, always has a problem with everything. <laughs> always putting up a front. It's like, we know who you really are. Like, you're not fooling anybody. Just just put the, put the phone down, close Twitter, and just play baseball. Uh, Cree, this was yours. Hunter Pence, no explanation needed there. Kevin, also your pick. Gary Sanchez, also no explanation needed there. Uh, Pam, I know this was one of the one of the ones that came up with. Pam is Jackie Bradley Jr. Uh, they're both really good at something, and then they're just absolutely garbage at the other thing, aka uh, art and sales. <laughs> and then defense and offense for JBJ. Uh, Andy, you're not going to find a more plain white bread guy than Andy, so you can take your pick of Mike Trout or Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, and honestly, I would even throw Max Muncy in there at this point. I mean, dude doesn't know trash talk. Doesn't know the first thing about it, so he's just he's essentially inserting himself into the conversation of plain white bread. Not clearly, or not not nearly at the levels of uh, Mike Trout or Paul Goldschmidt, but that is uh, those are the options for Andy, Michael. I think this was yours. Yasiel Puig, just in their own world, just <laughs> moving and grooving, dancing all over the place. I don't know what's going on, licking things. Uh, Dwight, we didn't, we didn't, you you didn't come up with one for Dwight, right? It was this the one we were leaving, leaving yeah, it to I the people. Yeah, we're going to need some suggestions for Dwight because we couldn't think of anybody for Dwight. So I'm curious who would be the best fit for that. Yeah. You can make it. You make a graphic for that, right? We can make a graphic. Actually, yeah, yeah that'd be a fantastic graphic. Yeah. What do you got next? Uh, Tyrone asks, what's up with all these teams going back to back to back? Dude, I don't know, man. What is going on? Angels Baseball. did it Saturday, I believe. The Nats did it Sunday baseballs no but it's like i'm telling you i'm in that camp now i can't help it no i mean i'm I, i'm sure gerard it is. dyson gerard dyson <laughs> doing it tonight <laughs> are you kidding me i'm no nah, i mean i'm i'm with you but i'm just saying i think this question is more pointing out the fact that it's happened like very uh, yeah, frequently as we, of, as we of had late. four in a row the other day right yeah that was the nets yeah and then we had three tonight to start the game yeah for the Diamondbacks against the Phillies pretty wild yeah but I don't know I mean I guess I guess you answered it or provided your take I won't say you answered it because we don't know for sure wink wink but uh it could be very very well could be the balls they're just wound tight right now they're wound a little a little tight I, I'm assuming they're they're just a little bit harder and they're just jumping the MLB is loving it if you take one thing away from this, it's that all of this stuff, the MLB is loving it. It's obvious. When were the ratings the highest? Steroid era. You got rid of steroids, so now we got we got to get those home runs back somehow. I'm a genius. Anthony asks. Preach, oh, preaching to the Anthony, choir, man. Freaking Anthony. He wants a fantasy update, and I know why. Well, I've got it for you, Nate. You scored 230 points last week, and he scored 335 if my math serves me correctly, that is a 105-point spread. Not your best showing of the season. No need to dive into it. Everybody knows you're shaky at best when it comes to fantasy baseball. Mia, on the other hand, just running away with the league. 
Um, or the division at least. Uh, so no need to, no need to let that fester. Uh, let's move right along. What do you got next? Everybody's on the block. I'm putting everyone on the block. Oh, speaking of which I dropped, uh, Kipnis yesterday or today or something. Yeah. I don't know. And I picked up Robbie Cano. Cause I'm like, why not? Yeah. I did the same thing with Otani. Somebody dropped Otani because they didn't want to wait for him to come back from injury. I'm like, well, that's the dumbest thing you could do. Sure, I'll buy some time. I'll make it work in the meantime. And then I'll take the offense when it comes. Whatever. People just don't know how to play fantasy baseball. Eric asks, what bugs you more? Nolan Ryan never getting a Cy Young or Tony Gwynn never winning MVP? Fantastic question. Great question, Eric. Uh... Tony Gwynn was a 338 career hitter, never won an MVP. But, Nate, did you know that he never had more than 17 home runs in a season? He only had 135 total. And did you know that the highest, actually, no, the most he had in a season, as I mentioned, was 17. Where do you think he finished in the MVP voting that season? Mm, not in the top 10. He finished sixth in 1997 Ooh. when he had 17 home runs. You want to know how many home runs he had in the highest place he finished in the MVP MVP voting? Right. He finished third in 1984. He had five home runs and 71 RBIs. Hmm. But he was batting 351, so I'm sure that's why he was able to snatch third place. Still just crazy to me. Like, you're not going to see somebody finishing third in MVP voting with five home runs and 71 RBIs in today's game. I'm sorry. No. Uh, um, but Nolan Ryan did finish second. That was the highest he finished in the Cy Young voting in 1973. Second to Jim Palmer. Um, well, I'm going to say uh, Nolan Ryan just because I feel like he was so dominant. Not to say Tony Gwynn wasn't. But we all know where his strength was in, in terms of the uh, hitting realm. Uh, and I think I think as an MVP award winner, you should be able to do it all. And we, as, as I mentioned, he just didn't have the pop, didn't have the power numbers. And I feel like I would have a hard time, regardless what your average is, I'd have a hard time giving it to somebody who didn't hit more than 17 in the season. Yeah, amazing hitter, amazing contact hitter. Um, and the fact that I mean, you were always reading crazy stuff. Like he like he never sw- he swung and missed like less than the amount of times he walked in a season or whatever. I mean, that's, that's just absurd. Um, a great hitter, but... Or was it struck it, out? Was it times he struck out or was... No, no he, was it? I think he walked more times than he swung and missed. In like that's wild, multiple seasons, yeah, not just no, one season. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. That's crazy. Um, it's impressive, but like you said, it, it was a little one-dimensional. Um, you know, just and that was before shifts. Imagine him playing in a shift era right now, right? And your your third baseman's playing in the five-five hole or whatever. That's that's interesting. Um, yeah, I got to go, Nolan. I think we talked about it earlier. I think he had seven no hitters. And, and pitched for freaking ever. Is so, a horse. Yeah, the guy's amazing. Um, uh, lastly, Eric. Different Eric with a K? So we have multiple Eric's with K's. No, th- no, this Eric is with a K. Our OG Eric is with a C. Eric with a K is asks, just a different Eric in general. Would it be crazy if Major League players were allowed to use Besser bats in the home run derby. Did you really just call them Besser bats? Yeah, They're absolutely. B S R bats, Nate. Nobody calls them Besser bats. Everyone calls them anyway. Besser. No, anyway. You see, you're just digging yourself deeper into that grave I talked about. You say BB core, correct? You don't say BBCOR. Nobody calls them BBCOR. You don't know what you're talking about, dude. It's BSR and BB Core. Literally, that those are the only two. There's no E on BB Core. Oh my gosh! So it's an abbreviation. So 
Anyway, back to the question. Back to the question. I think the home runs would be plentiful. I know the home runs would be plentiful if they are allowed to use BSR bats. I think, I mean, you want to talk about bringing attention to the game. Cut it with all this fake UFC, WWE hype nonsense. Just get rid of that. Give the guys BSR bats in the home run derby and watch the numbers spike. Like, do you realize the numbers on those distance on those distances what they would be? Yeah, we'd have to change it to like versus total number of home runs. It would have to be like total distance traveled. Yeah, I mean you've got the technology to track that, so it's like just another avenue for you to showcase that technology. Why are we not doing it? Like, I get it. You could probably, they could probably kill somebody. You'd have to extend the netting down to like the freaking foul pole. Yeah, we definitely have to eliminate those kids on the field. Yep. Sorry. Can't, <laughs> just can't imagine shag. topping one and just killing someone with this little child in the outfield. Just brutal. Uh, but Where yeah, I've been, glove. I've been saying this for a while. Get the freaking BESR bats. You're a joke. In the Home Run Derby, you're a joke. That'll do it for us. You got anything else? <laughs> no. It's time, for, it's time for bed. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave that rating and review. Nate, how many stars? Also, <laughs> I got called out for not liking any of your answers, which I have to say, I, I have a bone to pick with that. There have been... an a variety of answers that you've given that I've been more than pleased with, but just, just to, just to please the people, I will, I will gladly accept whatever answer you give. The number of hits I could squeak out in two weeks in the big leagues. All right. I'm gonna have to take a rain check on that, accepting <laughs> whatever answer you give. Cause that's a load of crap. Uh, as always, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys later this week. Don't chase that freaking curveball. Oh, one more note before we go. Such an anticlimactic ending. Big time. This sucks. Uh, Nate, are you in agreement with me that we're going to just abandon the Monday, Thursday, and or Tuesday, Friday schedule and just go with two a week depending upon when we feel like we yeah. need to drop an episode? I think you just need to stop making promises. And yeah. Well, you need to stop telling people <laughs> that you could bat 200 over the next two weeks in major league baseball. We love you all. And as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon until next time. Stay filthy. What the f- time you to take? You take. Don't tell me you don't see it. You f- look. You understand? <laughs>